Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. I can't believe this is episode number 21. Although, you know, 21 might be a small number, to me it's a big number. I mean, I'm literally gonna go crazy when I hit like episode 50 or 100. But, you know, we need to learn to pause and celebrate the small things, our small accomplishments and milestones. But anyways, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I'm very excited because once again, we get to talk about the Bible, talk about the Word of God. But before we get into that, I just wanted to share with you guys something. So something I've been working on, but also battling with a bit, is being consistent in my relationship with God. So trying to balance school and then my life and then God. So you know, I started January on such a good note, yay me. I was spending time with God, consistently seeking Him, consistently But then school started, right? And my workload started to pile up. And I was just finding it very hard to pick off first. Because all of a sudden, there were many moments in my week where I wanted to spend time with God. I wanted to read my Bible. But then I also had to study for this big test. And I would put my Bible reading off and it would just never end up happening. And so for a while, Martine has been wake up when I eventually decide to get ready, rush, go to school, come home, work, work out, eat, sleep, and then repeat. And I found myself just getting so consumed in the busyness of life. And then one day, before in a bed, I sat down to pray and a thought popped in my head. And it was such a big realization for me. And it was like... Where was God in my day? And I had to ask myself, Rumbi, where was God in your day? Like that moment when I was praying was the only time that I acknowledged God or included him in like the past two days. Now, don't get me wrong, we all have those days, right? And we shouldn't be hard on ourselves for it. But for me, it was like turning into a weekly thing where... My whole week, my whole days did not include God at all. You know, I wasn't prioritizing him. I wasn't praying consistently. Even on the weekends, I was so focused on physical rest that I neglected the fact that I need spiritual rest as well. I was so consumed with school and the distractions in life. Your Netflix? Such a distraction. That... I lost sight and wasn't prioritizing something 
that is extremely, extremely, extremely important to me, which is my relationship with Jesus. You know, it's so easy to get so busy, even busy with the wrong things, things that aren't that important, that we miss out on opportunities and lessons that we can learn with Jesus as we journey this life of faith with him. So after this realization, I was like, okay, cool. Something needs to change. I have school, I have my personal life and God, and I need to try and balance it all out. And I don't know if what I'm going to say now will make any sense. I hope it does. But instead of having my life on one side and then my relationship with God on the complete opposite side and then treating them like two very different things that never touched and never met and then trying to navigate them both separately, kind of mushing them together and working my life around my relationship with God, not working God around my relationship because God's the first thing, he's the most important thing to working my life around my relationship with God. So something I've been working on is learning to include and involve God in my day, but in all of my day. So trying to make it a habit to pause throughout my day and pray or read a small Bible verse or just do things like listening to worship music while I'm cooking or on the treadmill. Just learning to include God in my day-to-day. Like, instead of me doing life and then also having a relationship with God, it involves doing life with God. And also, just learning to continuously make God number one. And a big way to do this is by waking up and instead of rushing off to do what needs to get done, starting your day with God, spending a few minutes in the Bible or praying. So, just a friendly reminder from your fellow sister in Christ, from me, Rumbi, to incorporate God in your day. If you need help, if you're stressed out throughout your day, if you have a problem, talk to God. Something I do sometimes in school is whenever I have to do like a speech or reading in front of the class because to me sometimes that stuff can be scary. I just pray in my head like it doesn't look like I'm doing anything. My eyes are still open but in my head I'm praying to God and asking him, telling him about my situation and asking him to help me with this anxiety in my heart and asking him to fill my heart with peace. You know, guys, we were meant to do life alone without God. We were called to live our lives for God, but also live our lives with God. And our relationships with God shouldn't be limited to one day a week on a church service on Sunday, but it's something that should be growing and developing daily. And life can get busy, right? I mean, the thing I battle with was trying to pick off first, but then I had a mountain of school to do and other stuff on top of that. But I think even in that busyness, learning to not lose sight and perspective on the things that really matter. Because even if we were to like look at how we spend our time and track down every activity, some of the things that we do really aren't that important. 
And involving God in your day does not mean you have to like spend two hours a day in the Bible or you have to pray for like an hour. There's nothing wrong with that, but in moments where you're busy and hectic and life just isn't working itself out, just learning to pause throughout your day and see God, even if it's for five minutes, involving him in the small things, in the simple things, in the big things, in the fun things, in the scary things. If you're feeling temptation, praying and asking God to help you. Because guys, God is madly in love with you and he wants to help you. He wants to guide you and teach you things, show you things. He wants to be involved in your life. Amen. So I know I spent a long time just rambling on that topic, but it's okay. It's okay. So lately I've been like all over in my Bible. I've read most of books in the New Testament. So now I'm trying to make my way through the Old Testament. But the problem is, this is not very good. But right after I start a book, so I'll start a book, but then I just don't finish it. And then I start another book and just, I just don't finish it. And also this past week, I haven't been reading my Bible much. And so the other day I sat down to read but I just didn't know where to start because I was just reading, I was just all over the place. And so I was literally staring at my Bible for like 10 minutes, just flipping through the pages, deciding, trying to figure out what to read. So I decided that, hey, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning where it all started. And so now I'm trying to make my way through the book of Genesis. And I've read the majority of Genesis, but again, I just didn't finish it so something I'm also working on is starting a book and then finishing it so in today's episode we're going to be reading from the book of Genesis chapter 25 verses 29 to 34 and this is the story of Jacob and Esau when Esau sells his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of stew. So Jacob and Esau were the sons of Isaac and Rebekah. They were both brothers who were completely opposite to each other. If you read the beginning of Genesis chapter 25, it tells us that Esau was a skillful hunter that liked the outdoors while Jacob preferred to stay at home. I don't know about you guys, but in this instance, I am definitely a Jacob. Like, I will take staying at home with my two-minute noodles any day of the week. But anyways, I'm going to read Genesis chapter 25 verses 29 to 34 in the NIV version. Once, when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the field exhausted. He said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stuff because I'm exhausted. This is why he was called Edom. Jacob replied, first, saw me your birthright. Look, said Esau, I'm about to die. So what good is my birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore to Jacob and sold his birthright to him. Then Jacob gave bread and lentil stew to Esau. He ate, drank, got up and went away. So Esau despised his birthrights. 
That must have been some good stew for him to sell his birth wine for it, right? So, I don't think a lot of you know what a birthright is. I don't even think the term is used anymore. I didn't even know what a birthright is. I had to do a quick Google search. So, a birthright is a privilege that is given to the firstborn son. Esau was the firstborn among the two. So, a birthright was very valuable. In the Bible, the son who received the birthright was given a double portion of the inheritance from their father. He would also inherit the authority from his father, so he would be the head of the family and he would look after and take responsibility of the other family members and people in the family. So a birthright was a pretty big deal back then. Now, as we just read, Esau comes from the field exhausted and he asks his brother for some soup. But in order to get the soup to satisfy his hunger, he sells his birthright to his brother. He sells something that is important and valuable for a bowl of soup and bread. Guys, trading your birthright for a bowl of soup and bread is not an equal transaction. Now, I've read the story a good number of times, and every time I read it, I have the same reaction. What a stupid transaction. Like, why would you trade something so valuable for a bowl of soup? Like, I would never do that. Now, it's easy to read the story and be like, oh, well, I can't learn anything from this. I'm not out here studying my birth life for some food. I'll let you know what a birthright is, right? But if you think about it, Esau sold something of value, something that was important to satisfy a temporary craving, a temporary pleasure, for so little in return. But how many times do we do that? We trade things that are valuable and important to us to satisfy a temporary craving in the moment for such little in return. We all have dreams and goals, right? But sometimes we set aside those dreams and goals or we leave them in order to satisfy a temporary craving in the moment. Now let me give you an example to further sandwich what I just said. Let's say that you want to get healthy, lose weight, gain weight. That requires you to eat healthy. But sometimes we regularly choose the junk food that we craved only in the moment. And we sacrifice the goal or the body we've always dreamed of having. Let's say that you have a goal to get top in your class or something. Sometimes We regularly choose to satisfy our desires by watching TV or doing something except studying that we sacrifice the thing that was so important to us, the goal of getting top. Some of us, we want to write books, go you, we have goals and dreams to be authors, but instead of chasing our goals, we choose to watch Netflix all the time. Trading your dream, 
your goal for nights of netflix is not an equal transaction now guys again these are just examples i'm not calling anyone out here but we do live in a generation where we want things now we want things immediately we want to satisfy our needs and desires now no matter what we have to give up to gain that but in doing that sometimes we sacrifice things that are valuable to us things that are important to us like our long-term dreams and goals to satisfy short-term temporary pleasures in the moment trading something that is valuable to you to satisfy a short-term pleasure is not an equal transaction and so you know when i read the story again i had to take a step back and be like omg rumi are you being an esau like i look at this character and i judge him but sometimes i fail to realize that i'm doing the exact same thing because guys it's easy to only be focused on satisfying our feelings in the moment that we totally disregard our dreams, our goals, our visions. Now, this idea can further be applied to our faith. In the last episode, I spoke about being different for Jesus and being holy and being set apart like God's called us to be. And a big part of that means turning away from a life of sin. But sometimes we choose to sin in the moment, we choose to satisfy a sinful desire in the moment that we give up lasting victory in Christ. We choose the pleasures of sin for a season rather than the joys of God forever. The devil, he doesn't tell you about the downsides of sin. He doesn't focus on the consequences of our sins or how destructive it is in our lives. No, he only likes to focus on the fun part, the fulfillment that sin gives you. He doesn't like to focus on what you have to give up or sacrifice. I spoke about this in the last episode, that sin has no power over you because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so when we sin, we no longer do it out of our sinful nature, but because we choose to, because we willingly allow sin to have power over us. And yes, sometimes it literally feels as if the sin is so powerful. It feels as if our sinful desires are so big and we're like so small. But through Jesus, we have the power to resist, to rebuke any sin, any temptation that comes our way. Through Jesus, we are dead to sin, but alive in Christ. And so you have that power. You need to realize that you have that power and you need to walk in your God-given power. And so in moments where we want to do things that do not please God, where we want to sin, where we want to satisfy our desires, we need to say to ourselves, Yes, right now I may want to sin. And to be honest, it's going to feel good in the moment. But it's only tempy pleasure. And so, yes, I want to sin. But I also want victory in Christ, which is forever. And so we need to choose. 
satisfy my sinful desire now which i will literally only feel good in the moment and afterwards i will regret it or victory in christ trading your victory in christ just to feel good in the moment is not an equal transaction and obviously no one is perfect there might be moments where you're gonna mess up but in those moments do not beat yourself up do not be hard on yourself that is not the way to go don't run away from god but rather your need to him pray talk to god tell him how you feel ask him to help you because if we were all perfect holy human beings that never messed up at all throughout our lives why would we need jesus the bible says that his power is made perfect in our weakness and so in moments when we mess up in moments where we feel weak we can rely on god's strength we can rely on god's power to help us through it and as i said earlier sometimes it does literally feel as if our desires are so strong but the bible brings us hope and so I want to read to you guys a verse. This is 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 in three different translations. So the first one is the NIV version and it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The next one is the Passion Translation and it says, We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature and timing of every test or trial that you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. The last one is the message version. This is, this is my favorite one. When I read this version, I was just like, this is perfect. So it says, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through. Whatever you are facing, whatever temptation you feel like giving into, whatever desire you feel is stronger than you, Scripture says that all you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit, which means you can handle it. You got this. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Every test is an opportunity to trust him more, to trust that in him we are victorious, to trust that he will satisfy us more than any temptation, any desire could ever. And so today I encourage you to choose victory. Choose victory. So 
Guys, if we look at Jesus, whenever you need an example of what it looks like to do something right, look at Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 4, you will read about the story of when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And after fasting for 40 days, he was very hungry, he was very weak, he was tempted by the devil. For example, the devil said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Or for the last temptation, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kings of the world. That must have been a very high mountain. And he said, I will give you all this if you bow down and worship me. But instead of focusing on satisfying his temporary pleasures in the moment, instead of choosing temporary pleasure in the moment and what felt good and what was easier in the moment Jesus was focused on fulfilling the long-term agenda of his father in heaven he wasn't focused on satisfying his temporary short-term needs when he knew the value and importance of doing the will of his father when you realize the value of your dream when you realize the value and importance of being holy and set apart for Jesus, it will become easier to not let these short-term pleasures of life keep you from where you want to be in the future. And also, in moments where we want things immediately and we don't want to wait, in moments where we want to just satisfy our desires and our sinful nature immediately we need to learn some good old self-control we need to learn to control our thoughts our desires our needs and place them into submission and under the authority of god and allow god to control our lives and not let our feelings control our lives you know Our flesh is always going to desire things that do not line up with the word of God. The flesh is always going to demand things that require temporary pleasure. But that is why the Bible says that we are to walk in the spirit and not the flesh so that we will not satisfy the desires of the flesh. And that's Galatians 5 verse 6. And so we need to pray and ask the spirit of God The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that's living in all of us today as believers. We need to ask the spirit of God to help us work one of the fruits of the spirit, which is self-control. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us the power and strength to choose what we want most over what we want now. The power to say no and sacrifice our present temporary pleasure today to get us to where God wants us to be tomorrow and so what I want to leave you guys with today is that you need to identify what it is that you want what it is that's important to you and valuable to you and ask yourself what short-term pleasures are keeping me from getting there but most importantly ask yourself What does God want? What does God want me to do? And what short-term pleasures are preventing me from experiencing victory in Christ? And guys, I encourage you 
Today, choose victory. Choose victory today. So guys, that is it for today's episode. You know, I really, really enjoyed recording this one. You know, this isn't just a message for you, but it's also a message for myself. I hope this episode helped you. I hope you learned something. Guys, I hope you have an amazing week with God. Remember to incorporate him and involve him in your life. As always, guys, remember and never forget, Jesus loves you. Peace.